Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. I don't know if you noticed, but I noticed Portland State this season, the men's basketball team, beat Oregon State early in the season. Not a fluke, because Portland State did it again uh, for a second time. Two games against Oregon State, two wins. Uh, Portland State uh, playing a home basketball game tonight at 7 o'clock. Saturday, they are home against Air Force at 1 o'clock. So if you're looking for a basketball game to go to, Jace Coburn's team is playing and playing well. He's joining us now. Hey, what's that like? What's that like when you're playing an in-state game against a Pac-12 team? I mean, it's a great opportunity uh, for our team to uh, get to show how hard we've been working and what we've been doing over here and and, uh, really proud of our guys' effort uh, throughout the whole week. Um, You know, but, yeah, it was a a fun opportunity, and uh, we cut it loose and and, uh, had a lot of fun. I have to think your guys uh, celebrate a little bit. You got two wins over Oregon State in eight days. How big a deal is that for your guys? Yeah, I, it was great. Um, you know, it was the first time Portland State had ever beaten Oregon State, um, you know, in, in men's basketball. And so uh, to be able to do it twice, uh, to repeat history twice was pretty cool. Um, so, you know, who knows if we'll ever get to play Oregon State twice in, in a season. This was pretty rare. Um, so I don't know if, if we'll ever get the chance to play him twice again in a season. So uh, this team might hold on to that forever. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a great time. You don't start playing Big Sky Conference games till really the end of the year. You're at Sacramento State to open conference play on New Year's Eve, but you have about what six or seven games here before you get there. What do you want to accomplish before Big Sky play opens? I think for us, the thing I've been telling our team every day is that we just have to focus on us and, and get better every single day, no matter who we're playing or if it's a game or a practice. And Because um, at the end of the day, we want to be playing our best basketball uh, in March. So, you know, it's important for us to, to continue to take a, a step every single day um, and not waste a day um, so we can reach our eventual goal. Coach, uh, you know, we watched you last season sort of peak at the end of the year, played some good basketball. What's the what's the art or the science of getting your team to play well when you need it playing well, which is really towards the meaty part of the season and then possible conference tournament time? Yeah, I mean, that's the challenge for everybody, right? Um, and, and we've been really good at that at Portland State ever since I've been here, even when I was an assistant coach. Um, we've been really good at that, at, at um, you know, peaking at the right time. Um, you know, and, and a lot of it comes down to we play a lot of really good non-conference uh, teams, and that helps us get ready for conference play and helps us figure out a lot of things about our team and, and uh, just, just keeping a one-day-at-a-time view um, all the time and not looking too far ahead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely something that, that uh, we've always tried to do here um, and we'll continue to do so. All right. You know, I'm uh, looking at tonight's game. It'll be Portland Bible College at Portland State, 7 o'clock at the Viking Pavilion. Now, 
this is a game you should win, correct? Like this this is not this is kind of a tune up game for the rest. Can I say that? You can't say that to your guys though. No, no. I I think I told you know, during shoot around today I told our team that, you know, it it doesn't matter who we're playing, um, whether it's Oregon State, Portland Bible, Air Force, whoever, we just need to focus on ourselves and get better every day. Like, because you played Gonzaga just a few, like, a few days ago. <laughs> and now you're playing Portland Bible College. No disrespect to Portland Bible College, but that's a big swing. It's, it's, it's definitely a big swing. It's, and you know what? It, it'll be a good test. And, like, you know, the, the other day uh, before we played Oregon State the second time, I thought we're, we're going to find out a lot about our team tonight um, because are we just satisfied with beating Oregon State once or are we going to go for it all and get them twice? And so – um, and we came out, you know, in the first couple minutes and got up 14-1 against them. And, and I, I think I had my answer right in the first couple minutes of uh, that we weren't going to be satisfied with just beating them once. Goal for you in this season? You got your feet on the ground. You you know, got yourself established last year. What's the goal for you personally as a coach this year? I think, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's like most teams. Everybody wants to get to the NCAA tournament, win the conference, and all that stuff. But um, you know, I, I just want to be the best coach I can for our team, um, you know, and, and, uh, help our guys reach their goals, whether it's team goals, individual goals, or whatever it might be. Um, but I, ultimately I, I, I'm in this business, um, to help people and help them achieve their dreams and goals. It's, it's nothing about me or, or what I really want to do. Um, I just want to show these guys that if you put in enough hard work and work towards, work towards it, that you can achieve it. So, um, that's that's really my goal. That I, I just want to be, you know, the the best coach I can be for our team. I look at your roster. I see, you know, you got guys from out of state. You got Florida represented, Arizona, California. Uh, what do you want the makeup to the roster of the roster to be in a given year? What are you comfortable with, sort of as far as the recruiting footprint? Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of new guys. Um, we got ten new guys on our team this season. Um, you know, as far as where they're from, I mean, obviously we love to recruit Oregon. We have Cameron Parker um, from Oregon, and, and uh, we love to – and we've had Khalid Thomas last season and some other guys along the way. But, um, you know, I mean, obviously we want to recruit the Northwest really hard, but uh, when it comes down to it, we want to assemble the best team that we can. Um, we're not looking to assemble, you know, maybe an all-star team or the best, most talented team. Um, we want to we want to make sure that all those pieces fit like a puzzle, and so um, you know, and and I think we've done that so far this season up to this point. Um, you know, of of guys playing to their strengths, and and our our staff and our assistant coaches did a great job recruiting uh, to to try and put this puzzle together. So been very fortunate this year that that uh, it's worked out like that. Points in the paint against Oregon State. It caught my eye. I, the first half of this last matchup you beat them 22 to 6 in the paint you don't often see mm-hmm. a big sky team beating a pac-12 team that way what did that say more about you guys or more about them uh i'd say more about us um you know we're going to be a tough physical team um we practice hard every single day we work on defense every single day probably to the point where the guys on the team are like man can we work on something else but um you know we're going to be a defensive minded team and a tough and physical minded team um, you know, and, and one of the ways, like you said, that, that it's, it's measured is points through the paint. And uh, so, you know, we're always going to be an attacking, most aggressive team out there, um, or at least try to be, um, you know, and that's kind of our style. I mean, we're, we're a hard-nosed, tough, physical team.
Now, Chase Coburn is our guest, men's basketball coach, Portland State. One of the things that they're talking about nationally with the NCAA and the NCAA tournament is taking away the automatic bids for some of the smaller conferences. I think it would be a cry and shame if the Big Sky didn't have an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that, I, I mean, without knowing too much about it, because, you know, we a lot of times we just focus on what we got going on, um, that'd be, that, that wouldn't be good, you know. Um, you know, because our guys, you know, every single day feel like they have the same chance as a lot of other teams in the country. So, um, like I said, I, I don't know too much about all of that uh, just because we're focused on ourselves and getting better. But, uh, but yeah, that, that, that wouldn't be good, I, I wouldn't think, for uh, anybody, especially when it comes to March Madness, because everybody loves an underdog and everybody loves the underdog story. I mean, look what's happened over March Madness over the years where an underdog team goes on a run and upsets people, and, and people get interested in that. People like that. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't think that would be a great idea. Yeah, and I think one of the things is that the larger conferences say, hey, look, uh, look in baseball. Ole Miss was the fifth, uh, you know, the, the final team led into the baseball tournament, and they won it all. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, why those are important bids. They should go to the big conference. Well, I feel like if that's the case, why not just add another six teams to the tournament field and or add another eight teams to the tournament field? Don't lock people out because of it. Right. I, I mean, and, and the other thing, too, is is like you, you can see every day when you look through the scores in NCAA basketball of, uh, you know, a, a, we'll say smaller team, a smaller team beat a bigger team. Um, it happens every single day. And so and that's that's part of the fun of college basketball is that anybody can beat anybody on any given night. What do you think coaching is about? Like, aside from the wins and losses, where, where are the victories that you're you're really after? relationships first and foremost um you know I, I i want our players and our our team to know that there's not a person that's going to care more for them than me um i take that as a personal challenge um you know and and support and and being a good role model and a good mentor for um our student athletes i i, I think that's such a huge part and you know me growing up i, I had great mentors and great role models um whether it was my parents or my coaches or whoever. Um, so I was very fortunate to, to have great coaches. And, uh, you know, I was actually just talking to my college coach uh, a couple of days ago about, about a play we wanted to run against Oregon State that I ran as a player 18 years ago. And so it was, it was pretty cool to be able to, to have those conversations. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's what coaching is about, more so than wins and losses. Um, it's the relationship part that uh, really drives me every single day. Now, I, I was telling uh, Shante Leggins the other day that I think we could have a four-team tournament in this state. We probably already have. You've eliminated Oregon State. I, I actually think UP would beat Oregon right now if they played in, in the current state. Uh, I, I think it would be you guys in, in UP in the final. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I haven't seen much of Oregon, and I haven't seen Portland since we played them. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've been – you know, once we kind of play Portland, we go our, our separate directions a little bit. And I know they were on the other side of the PK bracket and, and uh, you know, we're in different conferences and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously they're, they're playing well and, and uh, he does a great job coaching them and they have, they have their system in place and they do what they do. And, and uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm nothing but respect towards those guys and, and them as a team. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're both on our own journeys and, and uh, trying to be the best version for our teams.
I like when you guys play. Like, I like that, you're, that Oregon State scheduled you. I like that you and UP play. You played it early in the year. And I think mm-hmm. you know, Oregon ought to schedule you as well. I mean, I, I rather than give those games to, you know, other colleges that are outside of the footprint, let's take care of the colleges inside this state. I'd like to see Oregon play you guys. Yeah, you know, it's kind of – scheduling is always tricky with, uh, you know – with dates and who you're playing and where you're playing and all that stuff. So a bunch of stuff has to fall into place, but um, yeah, it's, it's always a great opportunity for us to be able to play Portland and Oregon state and Oregon, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I know our guys really enjoy playing those games too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, every chance we get to play any of those teams, we'll always want to try and play them. Yeah. Like Oregon played Utah or is playing Utah Valley coming up uh, in December. I'd like to see him play Portland State instead. That's just me. All right, Jace Coburn tonight. Good luck to you against uh, Portland Bible. And uh, give him hell and uh, go win that game. Appreciate it. I, let me say this also real yeah. quick. Is we're on Saturday at 1 o'clock, and we're doing a teddy bear toss. Um, you know, so bring a teddy bear. Uh, the the uh, teddy bears are getting donated um, to a toy drive. And, and, uh, we were all little kids at one point. So, um, you know, even more so than showing up and supporting us, even though we would love that, uh, there, we got a bigger cause going on on Saturday. So would really appreciate it if, uh, you could come out and donate a teddy bear to all these little kids. I love that Saturday at the Viking pavilion, uh, Portland state will, is a three o'clock, uh, tip. Is that right? One, one o'clock, one o'clock, one o'clock tip, yep. 1 PM tip on December 3rd. Uh, bring a teddy bear. Jace Coburn, good luck to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having Good stuff from Jace Coburn. Uh, did I really tell him to give Portland Bible hell? <laughs> did I do that, Stephen? Yeah, you did. <laughs> as, a guy who's, as a guy who's played against Portland Bible, Multnomah Bible, you know what? I take offense to this. I'm sorry. Apologies to Portland Bible. I, as I said it, I went, wait, did I just tell him to give Portland Bible at least you, give him hell. At least you weren't like in the church or something at the time when you said it. I know, I know. But there you have it, Jace Coburn, Portland State. Look, go support him. The women's basketball team tomorrow at Portland State. Chelsea Gregg, the coach at uh, Portland State for, with the women, they are uh, they're having a camp exceptional night. And so, if you uh, want to go see women's basketball tomorrow night at the Viking Pavilion, they're playing Fresno State. Uh, you can go to uh, the uh, Bald Face Truth Foundation Twitter page, at BFD Foundation. There, there is a link there for free ticket. So grab a free ticket, and you can take your kid to the game tomorrow night, uh, courtesy of Portland State's relationship with the BFT Foundation. Uh, I think they're just trying to get some people in the building, get some enthusiasm, but good on them. I want you to leave it here. Our big splash is coming up. Judah, did you hear me tell them to give Portland Bible hell? John, yeah, you're going to have to go to church uh, a couple of times this weekend to atone. No, I was just joking with Coach uh, after he got off with you. He's like, did I hear him right? Did he say, go give him hell. Go give Portland Bible College hell. I just, it's one of those moments where I'm like, did I just say that? It's funny. It's good stuff. All right. Big splash coming up. Leave it here. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. championship game is Friday, Las Vegas. I will join this show as a guest. Uh, Judah Newby, uh, I think you're going to be guest hosting Friday. Is that correct? 
Uh, Peter Sampson will be guest hosting Friday. Yes, I'll be in the uh, I'll be in the chair Thursday. Okay, so you're in tomorrow. Peter's in Friday. Uh, I will join on Friday's show from Las Vegas, uh, probably from the stadium, to set the scene. Does it concern either one of you guys that the Pac-12 is saying, hey, we're going to have our best officials there, except you can't go two years in a row, it's not a meritocracy, there won't be any first-year officials. Like, just get the best officials at the stadium. That can't be a George idea, is it? I don't think so. I think it's a Larry idea. Hold held over Larry. I do have a kind of a question. First of all, I blame you for all of this. If you weren't okay. like a diligent, good reporter, we wouldn't have had the Woody Dixon stuff uh, come to light and all that. So come on now, uh, just let sleeping uh, Woody's lie. Yeah, I leave that leave that alone, for, Larry. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll never I'll never forget. Uh, you know, George Kofkov when he got in in the seat as the new commissioner of the Pac-12. Um, it's pretty clear that he read a lot of the stuff that I wrote about Larry yeah, because he, he would make offhand comments about like, well, I don't want you to know, you know, like I don't want this out there. Uh, so he was it was evident. But I was going through some old paper, old piles of like work notes and paper and throwing some things away that I don't need anymore. And I came upon the uh, the the in, instant replay manual that I obtained that had the protocol for instant replay that Larry Larry Scott tried to say did not exist. I had it in my damn hands and he was like, No, we don't have it we don't have a written protocol. I was like, Yeah, but what's this? And then I published it the next day. Larry didn't like that. Dude. So that's what it comes back to for me. Like you think this happens in the SEC? No. Where Sankey is claiming we don't have a procedure of how to referee our stuff and then Ross Dellinger publishes it? No. Okay. There's like, it's not a question. It's not, there's evidence that historically the topic of officiating in general, and by the way, what I really realized is officiating goes well beyond the gentleman on the field. You know, you miss a pass interference. I get that. If that was the only thing we were talking about, no one would have a problem to your original point. It's all the ancillary stuff. And it's all really what Larry and Woody left in their damn wake. And... That is really still where it comes down down to for me. Like, George has a lot to overcome here. He's not starting from, you know, a zero, a level playing field when it comes to officiating and the perception. He's starting from being down 31 nothing. He's TCU in the Alamo Bowl against Oregon <laughs> six years ago. You know, they won the game with a backup quarterback somehow, but that's the position that he's in, and I hope that he strikes that tone tomorrow. I hope he does too, and I hope they have some kind of answer for what I hope. I hope they've just been thinking about it. Like I, do, I want to give them a little bit of a pass on, you know, they've been dealing with UCLA and USC, they've been dealing with a football season. There's meteorites, like there's some big picture, twenty thousand feet uh, things that they've been dealing with that are heavy issues. But I hope that they've given some thought to officiating. Stephen, does it surprise you? that it's not a meritocracy when it comes to who will be officiating the game. It doesn't surprise me. You know, it seems like a real Pac-12 thing to do. And yeah. that's just how it was with Larry Scott. And, you know, hopefully it gets better. I don't have a lot of faith that it does just because it, I, I've been burned so many times by the Pac-12. It just doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't want to put the best refs out there, whether it's back-to-back -back years or first. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you just get your best players out there, get the best refs out there. That's, that's what you got to do. We're going to get the best guests on this show, including Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated, who's going to be joining us here 
in just a moment to talk about you know his his reaction to the college football playoff, the championship games this weekend, the Rose Bowl fiasco, all that and more. Jaden Grant, Oregon State football player. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but. If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.